Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Glenn, old man Grognard back. This is the day before I leave for North Texas RPG Con, so I've got to do the big push to get everything packed up and ready to go, get my grandson, and we'll be off bright and early tomorrow morning. Which means I won't be giving you these wonderful little tidbits of information for the next few days. But what I'm going to do is try and get some interviews with people at the con, some field interviews, and see if we can't enlighten you when I get back. I'll be back Monday, so I'll be here. Don't worry. But in the meantime... I am going to be at the convention. My buddy Eric Tinkar, he will probably be doing episodes from there. God bless him. I decided not to take my laptop just because I didn't want to de- I didn't want to have to deal with this while I was trying to deal with the con at the same time. But in the, but I will be thinking of you people and getting you some information. Cross my fingers. Anyway, that said. I wanted to talk about background today. I want to talk about something that may aid backgrounds, as far as backgrounds for characters. Now, I know there's still people out there who sit down and write like a two-page background of their character. And they'll do this even if they just roll someone up. Well, that's kind of unnecessary. (laughs) Rolling somebody sounds like they're mugging him or something. But I find that unnecessary at the beginning. But you should have some good idea, or at least some idea, of what the character is like as far as, you know, his backstory. I always said that it's a three-game process for me. I mean, I see 5th edition with all its, so what's most important to you? Who do you cherish most? What ideals and this and that and the other thing they have in the book? To me, that's all just flotsam and jetsam. I may get a good idea or two out of it, but I don't need it. What I need is three games. It's a three-game process for me. By the third game, I should know what my character is all about. And it can take any form, and it can vary wildly, too. Let me explain. My character background, okay, I get it from several sources. Sometimes it's a, gee, wouldn't it be neat if I played X? And sometimes it's just rolling up the stats and seeing what I got. So it comes from a variety of places. Also, if I'm playing a fantasy game and I'm playing, say I want to play a demi-human, well, I'm always thinking, well, how could I make this guy different from other demi-humans? Like not just another dwarf or another elf or something like that. What can I do to make him different but still fit in within the demi-human thing. That's a challenge because my motto is art is a taking away. You start putting restrictions on yourself and see how well you can work within those boundaries. It's not uh, it's not a bad thing to restrict it. Oh, you just got to do this. It's like, no, take take the parameters and just see how far you can stretch it and see if you can do something to fit in there that's unique. So that's where my head is. And backgrounds are interesting because I would come up with, say I'd come up with something, okay, I want to play this guy, and I want him to be this way. 
Well, guess what? Three games later, he doesn't end up that way. He ends up some other way. For example, say I wanted to play a, a dwarf. Say I wanted to play a really friendly dwarf. I mean, buddy-buddy, friendly-friendly dwarf who give you the shirt off his back and things like that. Well, three games down the road, he turns into this sour, cynical, sarcastic son of a gun who is a bit suspicious of everybody. I know it's starting to sound like a typical dwarf, but what I'm saying is the personality changed as I played it. And the character's background, here, here's the thing I found out, and this is not just me, it's, it's most everybody. The character's background will sometimes be bent by your background, your personality. I can't remember how many times I wanted to play a certain character. Like, in my Saturday game, I'm playing a ranger who I call Rick Knuckles. And I was going to play him as Mr. Goody Two-Shoes, Dudley Do-Right type. I based him on Ranger Gord from the Red Green Show when he did those animated cartoons where he's this, you know, big, strong guy who's never wrong, blah, blah, blah. And I was going to play that. Well, we go to the Temple of Elements, Leeville, and three games down the road, he's still a good protective guy, but he's got oh, he's got a very sarcastic streak, <laughs> because I've got a sarcastic streak. So, and he also feels like, he feels like the straight man in this group with a bunch of weirdos. So, that's how a character changed, and that's pretty much how I play him now. So it's it's a, to me it's an evolutionary process. Now getting back to what I wanted to use with it, a uh, a game how shall I say it a, a game accessory well accessory everybody knows it. It's the first edition A D and D secondary skills chart, secondary professions chart, whatever you want to call it. It was Gary's little nod to, well, what did they do before they became adventurers? And for a long time, I didn't know what the heck to do with this. A lot of people didn't. It's like, okay, fine, he was a carpenter, big deal. How does that affect play? Well, in lieu of a skill system, which I am not diametrically opposed, although I think skill systems should be a lot more restricted than they are as far as helping things, it should not be as complicated as they are. The secondary skills chart is a nice a nice alternative if you use it the right way. My friend Mike Stewart wrote an article and another way of using the secondary skill chart for Dragon's Foot, and he said Gary had said that this was originally intended to be something of a modifier to a saving throw, but they never got the rest of it in the book or whatever like that. And I'm looking, I go, saving throw? No, this would be an adjunctant to us. You'd use this as an add to a stat roll. Because saving throws, to me, stat rolls to me are are active. Saving throws are reactive. In other words, you use a stat roll to do something. You use a saving throw to avoid something. So it doesn't make sense to have a secondary skill chart and have it be adjunct to a saving throw. I mean, it could be in certain circumstances, but not normally. So what I like to do, and I took a page out of Tunnels and Trolls for this one, because they have what they call talents, and they got a whole, you know, chart of talents and stuff. But what I would do is, okay, you want to be a carpenter in your other life or whatever. I mean, this is great for, for background stuff, too. Uh, you, you're a carpenter. 
okay, you know construction, you know wood. Now, what I'm going to do as a DM is say, okay, I will give you up to X amount of pluses on certain roles in certain situations that apply to this because you know this. They're in a temple and you're looking at the construction and you can see weak points and things like that and try and use that to your advantage kind of thing. It's a give and take to me between the DM and the player. The D- the DM, or rather the player, the player wants to convince the DM to use this because it's applicable. And his job is to convince the DM that it's applicable. And it's a very flexible thing. And I like that. That gives you background stuff without getting in, without cluttering the, the game with like a skill system or something like that. That way you have more well-rounded characters. Also, another thing. Sometimes you can use background, or rather you can make a background for a character and not use all of it. It just doesn't come up. There's certain things that just don't come up. Like, they know how to play the drums. Well, unless there's a scenario where they're dealing with a band, a bunch of bards or whatever, doesn't come up. Not really applicable or something like that. So, <laughs> you're not always going to use everything in your background. It's nice to have it. I mean, actors, there are actors who write like two, two three-page backgrounds for their characters, but you never see it in a movie or a play. It's there for their reference. That's why they react. And if anybody asks them about it, they can tell them, you know, that kind of thing. So you're not going to use it all. I used to like to take Janelle Jacquet's uh, central casting books and roll up a background for my character, just for the heck of it. And I had one or two characters where one of them I rolled uh, uh, this elaborate backstory. It just came up where he was like, uh, he was born to these people who he was a latent psionic and all this other stuff and he had at at, at uh, 10 years old he was kidnapped by pirates and da, 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 there's all this other stuff that i knew i knew at the time we were playing 2e dnd i knew at the time that the dm wouldn't let it fly so i showed it to him and he said you really expect me to give you all these pluses because this that the other thing i, said, I don't no i don't but he thinks this is his background. He could be absolutely nuts. It's this fighter who, oh, he, and it could be either a background, it could be real, it could be BS, just a line of BS that he spouts all the time because he's got an ego, whatever. I'm just saying, here it is. Let's do something with it. And it made it a lot more fun. You know, they're riding along and he's going, yeah, I was kidnapped by pirates when I was 12. That's why I have such a good, good sea legs, you know. It's, you know, if they get him on a boat, he'll probably fall over or throw up or something. But, you know, it's just a, a character thing. It just shows he's a blowhard. You know, he's a, he 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 tries to he tries to aggrandize himself more than he is. So that's a good thing. You know, like I said, you're not going to always use your background, and if you find use your background in a creative ways, that's even better with the interaction. That's how I deal with backgrounds. So, anyway, it's a beautiful day. I'm going to go finish packing. And, folks, I'll see you in a few days. Until then, keep the dice warm. And uh, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.